Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, this is Alan Collins. I'm the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and welcome to this latest edition of our podcast. And in this podcast, the subject is the report that has recently come out of Westminster. And my headline, so to speak, is the specialist rape investigation teams to be installed in every police force in England and Wales to tackle the shocking collapse in rape prosecutions. That is what the MPs at Westminster are saying, and that is what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. So just to say hello, I am Danielle Vincent. I'm the senior associate in the abuse team here, and we're also joined by Felina. Hi, everyone. It's Felina Grosvenor, and I'm a paralegal in the abuse team. So we're just going to do a trigger warning just to say that this may be triggering, as we say. So if this is going to cause you any upset or concern, this might be a time to just go and have a cup of tea and join us for a another talk at a later point. Before we begin, we'd just like to say a little bit about why we're talking about this topic today. And it will make more sense, obviously, as we go through. But firstly, we've been disappointed in the figures regarding rape prosecutions and we are interested to know what's within this report and how matters can be improved and secondly we want you to know how we can still assist survivors even if this unfortunate reality is that the case is dropped that we may still be able to assist you bring a civil claim we would consider all of the facts and not just if there is a successful prosecution I think we should start by saying, firstly, how is it possible that reported rapes in the UK are at an all-time high, where prosecutions fell by 70% in the last four years, according to this report? Well, the report seems to really blame it on the fact that the focus has been on suspects as opposed to victims. And so the report proposes that the focus should be on supporting victims rather than the previous approach which was to ensure that they have everything really, I thought, to prosecute effectively. Well, the burden of proof, of course, is on the prosecution when it comes to prosecuting rapes. It has to prove beyond reasonable doubt. That's the test. It's a tough test, but that's what the test is. So I'm curious as to how any of this is to work out in practice. There have, of course, been many high-profile cases where there have been acquittals following the emergence of evidence that discredited the prosecution case, and I don't think that is a fact that can easily be ignored. Okay, so are you disputing what the MPs are saying needs to change? No, not at all. I just think through our work representing victims and survivors of sexual assault and abuse, we're just conscious of the issues and how hard it is for them to get justice. Take the issue of consent, for example. So we've talked about this many times on our podcast, but consent is not really understood by too many in society. And indeed, those in the justice system, I refer to the the, the recent podcast that you did with Michael Sorter and the abuse conference that we recently held on this topic and how complex it is. So really, you're looking at 
education. So within the police, the Crown Prosecution Service and those dealing with survivors in a personal way, if they had better education, then maybe we wouldn't see the numbers that we're seeing on these um, rape prosecutions. Well, maybe there wouldn't be so many sexual assaults and where there are a better conviction rate. You know, I ask myself, what is the jury supposed to do when they're being what they're being told is all over the place? We know that victims can be traumatised. They cannot speak. You know, it can be as extensive as that, let alone explain at the time and subsequently. Yeah, the, the Home Affairs Select Committee said the government should go much further, much faster in changing how rape and sexual offences were handled by the police, Crown Prosecution Service and the court, which is something we've said for, for many years. Well, that may be so, but, you know, I'm sort of thinking about funding here for far too many years. We're going back many years. The criminal justice system has not, in my opinion, been properly funded. And we have widespread court closures going back to the 1990s. I remember them well. That, in my opinion, should never have happened. And unfortunately, lots of people are having to live with the consequences of that. Well, on funding, actually, Alan, I did notice a proposal The the report touches on better communication between the Crown Prosecution Service and the victim. They note rather than in personal letter writing, there should be better communication. And a proposal I've noticed is that prosecutors should be required to meet the survivors before making charging decisions. You know, we can appreciate the idea behind it is to give the survivor a louder voice, perhaps the case would be stronger and the prosecutor would have more confidence in pressing forward should they meet the witness, the survivor. But would that actually be the case and with funding being an issue as well? The reasons for the CPS and prosecution to not bring a case forward are likely to remain even when seeing a victim face to face. Is it cost and time effective and even fair on a survivor for the prosecutor to have to meet them? They've already gone through such an ordeal when, you know, they already know there isn't enough evidence to proceed before making that tough decision. Well, yes, the benefit of the idea seems more about um, the victim's treatment, feeling included rather than making sure the prosecution has what it needs to prosecute and secure a conviction. Building confidence and supporting victims, however, as the report suggests, is vital. And it may help, I guess, to stop the attrition rates so that the withdrawals by victims and survivors isn't as perhaps as commonplace as it is now. So if we turn back to the report and if we look at the other area that um, was raised, which is harmful evidence, gathering poor support and survivors having to avoid mental health services or the expectation that they need to avoid that. The report said that reforms were needed to focus on the experience of victims seeking justice because of the lengthy delays in reaching court, harmful or so-called harmful evidence gathering processes, and the poor provision of support was turning victims and survivors away. Well, the report identified, actually, I think statistics is quite helpful to put this into perspective, Between July and September of last year, 63% of adult rape investigations were closed on the basis that the survivor just didn't want to continue. And I think that was a statistic that was in the report. In the report, that's right. It's tough for victims to talk about what they've experienced and and to be asked intrusive questions, as as we always say, you know, they've, they've gone through something very traumatic. But yeah, we can absolutely see why the percentage is what it is. 
And the committee said that it was deeply concerned by reports that you've touched upon, Alan, that victims were avoiding accessing mental health support because they were scared that their records would be disclosed to the defence and used to undermine them and their case. So the committee said new guidance on pre-trial therapy should be published urgently. And the Crown Prosecution Service said it recognised that many victims feel let down by the criminal justice process. The concern has always been that therapy records would be used by the defence to discredit the victim. We see that, don't we, in our own cases, in civil cases. Defendants and their lawyers routinely seek sight of medical records. And I think, you know, it's basically they're looking for something to use, something to use against, you know, our client or in the criminal case, the, you know, the victim, the survivor. I think it's very intrusive, often unnecessary, and there should, in fact, be more judicial toughness on this than there has been to date. I think it could also prevent people coming forward in that respect, because nobody wants all of their records. You know, there's lots of personal information in those. But the new fundamental principles on pre-trial therapy published by the CPS say police must request specific information when requesting therapy notes for an investigation, not make um, focus requests. So I presume, you know, almost a fishing exercise. And they say therapy notes must only be disclosed to the defence when they might be considered to undermine the prosecution case or help the defence. I do wonder how this will help in practice. Supposing the defendant knows something of the victim's past, but only a little detail, which may or may not be relevant. Could this be a fishing expedition? I don't know. How would a court deal with that? I don't know. So I think a very interesting question. And of course, people today do live their lives to a significant extent online, you know, texting and in some respects sexting. What may seem like a private and okay turns out later to be far more significant than thought at the time. Yeah, that's a very good point. And again, it it turns on the privacy and you know, not giving that person any more trauma than what they're already experiencing. So I'll just turn to other recommendations that that we don't really have time to go into in as much detail now. But there were quite a few different recommendations in the report. And this included that the government should make it clear that every police force should have a specialist rape investigation team. And currently, at least 40% of forces in England and Wales do not. Ministers should consider creating a dedicated commissioner to represent the interests of victims of sexual violence or expanding the role of an existing commissioner. More victims should be given independent legal advocates to support them with requests for personal data, applications to refer to their sexual history in court or applications to access records of their counselling and therapy sessions. So that's what we've touched upon. There should be greater support for long-term counselling and therapy. And police should be given the funding to get the equipment and skills to ensure that rape victims do not have their phones removed for evidence gathering for more than 24 hours. And I think we can completely agree with all of those recommendations. So what impact does this report have for people who support victims of sexual abuse? Well, it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. But it has been good to see that that the report agrees with our long-standing views that what is necessary is proper funding, education and better and meaningful support for the victims. Well, I think if you work with survivors of abuse or you've been abused yourself, 
and you want to have a confidential discussion about your legal options, we're always ready to listen. Remember that a civil case is as much about accessing justice and finding closure as it is about compensation. Yeah, completely agree, Alan. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Yeah, please join us for our next podcast. And if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, please do get in touch with us by email at aboutabuse at hgtalks.co.uk. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.